The story of Australia's first peoples is the oldest continuing human story on Earth. This podcast series presents a collection of first peoples voices, sharing their experiences, achievements, hopes and beliefs. These are the real stories of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander Australia. Hi, I'm Mary Santa and you're listening to The Real Podcast Series 2 and we're very excited to be chatting with Australian fashion model Samantha Harris. Hi, Hi. Sam. Hi, how are you? Good, thank you. It's lovely having you in our office. We were just <laughs> getting reacquainted. We cross paths occasionally, mostly at fabulous events around the country. Yeah. Most recently, the National NAIDOC Ball held in Canberra. Yep. Tell us, did you enjoy the night? I did really enjoy the night, but I was so nervous because I was presenting an award and it didn't help that it was live and my mum was so excited and watching it at home, but um, I really enjoyed it. After I did my award and I thought I did quite well, you know, I didn't stuff did. up like I did in my rehearsals. So yeah, I really enjoyed the night. It was so inspiring to see, you know, so many different people winning awards and, you know, beautiful performances. So it was a great night. Do you get asked to events like that all the time? I do get asked to a lot of different events all the time, but I don't go to a lot of them. I go to ones that, you know, I really want to go to or I'm really interested in. And I've never been to a NAIDOC ball ever. Like not, really? not the big kind of NAIDOC ball. So it was my first time. It was really great. So hopefully guys invite me back next year. <laughs> yes, we will invite yes. you. This is your official <laughs> invitation to Alice Springs 2020. It's going to be on the 11th um, of July. So a Saturday at the end of oh, NAIDOC amazing. week. So um, very exciting. Starting to plan for that one. But oh, great. Thank you. Maybe for, I should start planning too. Yeah, hold that date <laughs> in your diary, everybody. Um, now tell us a little bit about yourself and your family and your upbringing. Tell us who your mob is and you yeah. talk about your wonderful mum all the time. I'd yes. love to hear a little bit more about her. I'm from I'm from the Gold Coast originally. I grew up um, in Tweed Heads with my mum, my dad, my two cousins, um, my two brothers, and then my brother had a little baby, so my little niece and his girlfriend. So we had a very busy household in the Tweed area. And, um, you know, my mum's family's from Kempsey, so it's Dungaddy. I've never actually had the chance to go back to Kempsey. My mum goes back and um, she even tells me that when she goes back, like all the elders remember mum from when she was a kid. Like my mum's 60 this year and they still remember her face and who her mum was. So, yeah, I think it's pretty cool. I think that's one of the most powerful things about the Aboriginal community that you're, you belong to a community and, yeah. a, and a mob and you, it could be 50 years later and still remember yeah, you as a exactly. child. Like I couldn't believe it. Like mum's like, oh, you know, she'd go to, I think they have like a karaoke night on a Thursday night and mum loves karaoke and she'll go and the elders will be like, oh, that's Joni's girl and like my nan's passed away now. But I'm like, mum, they wouldn't have said, they would have seen you when you were like, I don't know, eight, six, like then they still remember, you're 60 now. Yep. Um, and I'm sure the the facial expressions and you can, you know, you yeah. can spot mob a mile away. I yeah. think I have the Williams cheeks. So <laughs> my husband always can spot a cousin yeah. with the same kind of cheeks. <laughs> What's your mum's go-to karaoke song? My mum's go-to karaoke song. I actually, I was doing karaoke with my mum on my birthday in July. And my mum, like I went to a little Chinese restaurant near my house and it was great. And um, she's like, oh, I don't want to do, she wanted to do karaoke, but she told me she didn't want to. And I'm like, okay, we won't do it. She's gone and picked the songs already. So for <laughs> someone that didn't want to do it, she's already picked out the songs. She picked um, ABBA Dancing Queen and Fernando. Oh, big yeah. ABBA, ABBA fan. Yeah. And what about you? What do you like to sing? I like all like 90s R&B and, you know, old school rap and things like that. I happily sang ABBA with her, but that's my kind of music. Oh, love it. That's a good image <laughs> for us all. Um, and how did you get into, um, I think a lot of people would have heard the story of your mm-hmm. girlfriend cover girl competition. Yep. How did you even get to the point of actually entering? 
Um, how do I get to the point? So I'm one of one of four. Yeah, I've got three brothers and I'm the only girl. And when I was little and even when I was a baby, I'm sure all mums do this, they, um, they put their kids in, you know, beauty pageants and things like that. And every mum thinks they've got the most beautiful daughter or beautiful son in the world, as my mum did. And, um, yeah, I just I did that when I was a baby, not of choice. Mum wanted to do that. But when I was four, I my, did my first kind of in in store, like in like a local shopping centre, beauty pageant. So they had the little catwalks and, you know, you walk up and down, you smile at the judges. And, yeah, I just, I just really loved it. I was the shyest girl in the world, but I loved doing, you know, these little model searches. I never won um, the girl with the blonde hair and the blue eyes because I'm from the Gold Coast. Beachy girls, apparently brown girls can't be beachy girls either. But, um, yeah, so I'd always do these competitions. I'd always come runner-up, and um, which was a bit disheartening, but... I just loved it and it's something me and mum did together. It was like mother-daughter time and that's how I kind of started to get, you know, really enjoy modelling and that's how I kind of got to the Girl From Model Search. And fast forward to being one of the ambassadors for Sea Folly and, mm-hmm. you know, to all the other blonde-haired yeah. girls. See, like I am beachy. Yes, <laughs> proving them all wrong. Um, and so it must be very interesting falling in love with uh, an industry like modelling yes. and what do you love about it? Well, when I first started, I was just so lucky and just so thankful that I was in the industry. When I first started modelling, I just wanted to be like the girls in like the big W catalogues or the Target catalogues, which actually 15 years later, I did shoot for Target not too long ago, which was, you know, tick off the list 15 years later. Mm-hmm. But um, I never thought I would be on, on covers of magazines, in magazines. Um, yeah, I didn't think I would be anything kind of special. I just, just wanted to be a model and... Yeah, that's when I was younger and now that I'm older, I love that I'm a role model and I'm, you know, someone that, you know, young girls and boys can look up to and aspire to be like, not necessarily be a model, but, you know, whatever career path they want to choose in life. So, you know, I didn't have a lot of people kind of in, you know, the Aboriginal kind of community to look up to when I first started modelling. So I'm glad that I can be a role model for young kids. Yeah, no, it's true now that you think you've, now that you say that about, um, you know, forging a path and being one of the mm. first um, models out there. How has that industry changed now? Do you see a lot more Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander models in the work that you do? Yeah, no, I do see a lot of um, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander models. Not as many as, you know, you think you should see, but um, it's definitely changing, which I think is really great. I was in Canberra, I'm trying to think probably on th- last Thursday for Vogue's 60th anniversary. But I saw um, someone from the Melbourne Fashion Festival and he was saying how they're going to introduce an um, Indigenous runway show into the Melbourne Fashion Festival, which I think is really exciting. And he was really, exciting to, really excited to talk about it and things like that because prior to that they would have the Fashion Festival and then there would be this other, you know, Indigenous runway show. So... It wasn't kind of to get like, you know, combined. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's really exciting. And even he was saying, you know, it's amazing how many, you know, young Aboriginal models he sees now. So I'm like, great, about bloody time. Like, you know, better late than never, but. Yeah, and more of it. And do a lot of them get in touch with you and ask for tips and that kind of thing? Sometimes. Sometimes I'll get a few young girls um, ask for tips or even just, you know, little girls like, you know, they might be. 12 and you know they're interested in modeling and just tips on how to get in the industry so again with social media again with the internet you you can email agencies or you can you know look up what the best kind of agencies are and things like that so yeah I try and guide them in the right direction. And what are some of the tips that you give them? The tips that I give them is just you know again if modeling is something that they want to do definitely push getting into the industry isn't easy 
but I always say, I even say this to, you know, my little cousins and things like that. If something, something that you want, like something that's really important to you in life, it's worth having, that means so much to you. It's not going to be easy. Like, you know, you have to work for it. Very good advice. Um, and talking about Vogue, you've been on yes. the cover of Vogue. Mm-hmm. Is that one of your favourite covers to have been on and a bit of a career highlight? It is the, definitely a major career highlight. It's, you know, yeah, all career highlight basically. Not only to be on the cover of Vogue but to be the second Indigenous woman ever to be on the cover of Vogue I think is pretty special. I know my mum was very, very excited. And where is that copy of that magazine in your house? Well... In my house, I do have it framed, but I want my mum's copy because my mum's, um, when the magazine came out, she, oh, she would have bought about 50 of them, but um, she got it um, framed professionally. This glass, it's never going to fade the photo and it's in this big gold frame and I want mum's, mum's one. Mum's one's a bit, lot better than my one. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I suppose the thing that I love most about seeing you on covers and walking past shopping centres mm-hmm. and, you know, in real life, really big promoting various products is that you see someone like you that's literally what a young girl said to me on instagram the other day about again about the vogue thing vogue cover she loved that she walked past and saw someone that looked like her and i was like oh that's really nice it cannot be underestimated enough in the media industry and even changing what beauty looks like so our people just feel so much more pride yeah um so congratulations for Thank doing you. that. It's just what you do, but the influence that you have had over many years in changing people's perceptions has really, I think, helped countless women, myself included, mm-hmm. not just all those young girls that we're having yeah. conversations about, but it's a really powerful um, piece of work and I don't think that can be underestimated enough. Oh, thank you. Um, I was wondering about travelling and mm-hmm. getting around um, as much as you do yeah. um, to different shoots around the country, around the world. Do you mm-hmm. enjoy travelling? I do enjoy travelling, but I love travelling a lot more as if I'm as if I'm travelling with someone, like you know, someone from my management comes. Or I recently went to the Kimberleys with World Vision, and I got to bring my mum along. That was a great time. Um, but yeah, no, I do like travelling, but. It's hard to be away from family and, you know, I miss my family a lot and things like that. I've gotten better, obviously, the older I've gotten. I don't live at home or, you know, my family's on the Gold Coast. But, um, yeah, I don't mind travelling. It used to scare me sometimes, make me a little bit nervous because I was still quite young and I'm travelling to a foreign country or a, foreign, you know, a place I've never been to. I'm getting picked up by somebody, you know, they're, they're there working on the shoot, so it's not a stranger. But I'm getting picked up with someone that I don't know. Like, it can be quite daunting when you're, you know, 15, 16... Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And um, being on the receiving end of, you know, greeting you in different yeah. places, I always kind of say, we've met before yeah. at these places. And um, <laughs> it just kind of helps because you would be walking every day of the week into a different environment, yeah. different people that you don't know, just following yeah. a call cool sheet. Exactly. Like it's not like a normal job. You see the same people like you go, you say, well, I know a lot of the people in the industry now, but again, you're meeting different people all the time and now it's just normal. I'll go and meet anyone. I'll, just, I'll meet anyone. Yeah, it doesn't bother me. <laughs> Um, that's a good way to look at the world, that, you know, you get in there and um, meet anyone anytime. Yeah. What about overseas travel? Is there favourite places you like to go? Favourite pl- that have I been or that I'd like to go? Both. One of each. Um, where have I been that I really liked? I really loved London. I was there, I think I was there for a month doing castings and I was doing, well, I was going to do London Fashion Week. But a lot of the castings I went to, um, they were looking for more European girls and I was like, well, that's not me, unfortunately. But um, that's one thing that can be tough about the industry. But I, w- I didn't end up doing London Fashion Week because the agency was like, oh, we're going to fly back. And I'm thinking, this better be good 
reason because I've just flown halfway across the world and that's why I flew back and did my Vogue cover. So, oh. yeah, so I loved London. I've been to New York. New York is beautiful and it's cool, but it's really, really, really fast-paced. I couldn't personally live in New York, but I think it's, you know, a pretty spectacular city. And would there be a fashion week that you would love to um, walk in? I would love to walk in New York Fashion Week. Like, all, you know, all the fashion weeks around the world are pretty special, but I think to walk in New York Fashion Week would be, you know, pretty cool. So anyone out there who is connected to anyone about yes. New York Fashion Week? I would love to walk for the show. Beautiful. Any particular designer that you would uh, love to walk for? Any particular designer? Not really. Like... I, think, I feel like I've seen a lot of different designs in New York Fashion Week and they're all great. Like, I'm not picky. Any show, any <laughs> show that will take me. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, uh, one of the other questions we were wondering um, was just about general kind of beauty and how you take care of yourself mm-hmm. all the time because it's obviously a beauty, beauty industry. Yes. There's, um, you know, you've got to be ready at all moments. What are the little things that you do every day to make sure that you're taking care of yourself? Um, little things I do every day. I drink lots of water. I try to. It's easier, to obviously, to drink lots of water when it's warmer rather than when it's really cold. But um, every morning I'll have a hot lemon water. I think it apparently it kickstarts your metabolism. But um, it's good for your skin and it's just you're hydrating yourself. And I just try and eat as healthy as I can. Like, you know, I don't eat super healthy all the time. But, like, just well-balanced diet and just exercise. And I don't overthink it. Like, in an industry that I'm in can be, you know, it, well, it's all about what you look like. You know, it's not a vain industry at all. Um, but I think the older I've gotten, I've, you know, I've realised balance and I don't stress myself out of exercise or food and, you know, I still want to live a happy life and, you know, I want to be happy but I also want to pr- promote healthy eating and sometimes the modelling industry doesn't promote those kinds of aspects. So, yeah. What's your favourite cheat meal? Oh, I don't know. I've just... Everything... Oh, I love sweets, burgers. I like burgers. Mm-hmm. But we, how long you got? Like we could be here for a Go while. Go on, give us, make us all feel a little bit better about ourselves. Oh, I, I love sweets. We were at home, me and my husband, the other day, and we made our own cold rock. Ooh. Yes, he was, he was ringing me at the shops going, what are the additives you want? We've got Nutella and Oreos and... <laughs> Homemade, so you know what was in it. Yes, exactly. And so do you like to cook at home? I do like to cook. Um, I'm, not, oh, I'm not a bad cook, but I just cook kind of basic foods like stir fries and like just meat and three veg and things like that but I've been getting hello fresh because I'm lazy and I like the options and I don't have to go to the shops there you go that's another potential company you can yeah. be doing some work with <laughs> <laughs> um no it's good to know um about I'd love to know find out about people and their favorite recipes and what they like to yeah. cook because um, I'm just trying to get better at it so it's just general interest <laughs> um who are some of your favorite mentors in your lifetime who've really kind of guided you in various ways to get to where you are today um favorite mentors would have to be my agency I've been lucky enough I've been with Chic Management my whole career so since I was 13 I'm now 29 so I'm not really good at math so a long time um I was really shy when I first started modeling like I if you said hi to me, you would get high and that's it. You wouldn't get anything else out of me. Um, so I think, the, you know, they've nurtured me in the way of, you know, helping me, you know, come out of my shell and just guiding me in the right kind of career path. You know, starting at 13, you know, you don't want to be shooting for, I don't know. Well, you can't basically be shooting for like, I don't know, any company if it's not age appropriate, you know what I mean? So yep. where said, can I, I was trying to find a way of saying that. <laughs> um, well, age appropriate was right on. Yes, but... um. Yeah, no, Sheik's definitely um, helped me within my career and just helped me come out of my shell. And also my mum. 
I always, I'm people probably like she talks about her mum a lot, but I was literally talking to my mum like five minutes ago. Anyway, but um, yeah, if it wasn't for her, I wouldn't have went to the model search. Um, you know, she keeps, she keeps me grounded. She's always telling me, "Don't forget where you come from." Um, and yeah, she's she's my number one fan, or her and my husband are now my number one fans. They're they're in competition, but um, yeah, <laughs> if it wasn't for my mum, yeah, I wouldn't be sitting here having this conversation with you. And what are some of the moments that you're most proud of? Some of the moments in my career. Yeah. My Vogue cover, I'm most proud of. Um, oh, I don't know. I'm just, just I don't know. It's that's really tough. I'm I'm proud of everything that I've done because I never ever thought I would have achieved so much or even had the opportunity to to do what I've done. So yeah, it's really hard to pick. And what is it like walking down the street and having people recognise you? Um, I don't know. Oh. Well, I, I don't take too much notice. Not that I'm ignoring them, but like if I'm out and about, I'm in my own little world. But um, sometimes I do kind of get people looking at me, which is nice. At least they know it's me. Like imagine if they were like, who are you? You don't even look like the girl in the photo. <laughs> which So it's really nice. But like I'll have someone be like, oh, you know, you're Samantha. And I'll be like, yeah. And then they don't say anything. And I'm like, this is awkward. Like, come on, elaborate. Let's, you know, I'm happy to sit and chat, but... They, that's all they, they just want to know. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, another question is, what are you watching at the moment at home? What am I watching? On telly or on Netflix or what's your, what are you doing in your downtime? On telly. Everyone's probably going to be like, she is the weirdest person ever. But I really like The Masked Singer. <gasps> I've just started watching it. How? Oh, it's nearly done. Yeah, I watch it on replay, but oh, I never okay. watch anything live. But, oh, okay, tell me what you like about it. I don't, I don't know. I think it's the costumes and I like the songs. And Are you any good at guessing? I thought I was. I thought the alien was Samantha Jade and it was Nikki Webster. Ah, uh, there you go. But apparently the lion, well, the lion last night was Kate Sobrano. Did you guess her? No, but I, I knew the voice. I'm like, I know this voice. Why can't I pick who it is? So That's a good little moment just to kind of switch off and a bit of fun yeah. in the day, isn't it? Well, there's so much negativity on the TV. It's nice to have something fun and light and happy. And what else do you do to keep happy? Um, train, exercise. It used to be a chore when I was younger, but now I actually just love, you know, the love how it makes you feel and it's, it's just good for you, good for your head or, you know, if you're feeling crappy or just tired or anything, you just block it out and just do what you have to do and, yeah. Get those endorphins I'm pumping. starting to feel... I'm, now that I'm saying this, I'm like, I sound like I'm really old. Like, she likes to watch TV and exercise. <laughs> She's fun. No, it's true. Um, look, we're all getting older and the different ages we different do different yeah. things. I, th- I think exercising and, um, you know, chilling and having some downtime in front yeah. of the telly is totally fine. <laughs> but you go out and you're seeing the world and you're travelling a lot. So yeah. I imagine that, you know, having some of those quiet moments with your husband and family are kind of what keeps you sane. Yeah, exactly. Um, what about Australian Indigenous fashion? I want to talk about that mm-hmm. for a moment. Um, we are big fans of the Australian Indigenous fashion Instagram page um, that Yatu Widders Hunt um, is the curator of, and we've had her on the podcast mm-hmm. before. And it's just been amazing to see all of, like, we're beautifully creative people and lots of gorgeous models out there. Yeah. But to see it all kind of consolidated and seeing these opportunities for, um, you know, Indigenous fashion at Melbourne Fashion, etc., popping mm-hmm. up. Yep. How do you feel? Um, seeing that kind of change in the industry I feel really proud to see that because you know when I started nothing like that was ever happening so to see it you know again seeing more indigenous models come through but to see the indigenous designs like aboriginal artwork in general tells a story so you're literally you're wearing a story 
when you're wearing history, which I think is pretty special. Like, you know, it's not just a normal dress or a normal shirt. It's something so much more. And somebody's taken the time to tell their story, to let somebody, you know, share their story with the whole world or the whole country. I think it's really cool. And I've seen you um, in a fashion show um, in the, with Uluru in the background yes. before mm-hmm. and, you know, working with young local women with those fabrics um, and that fashion um, and the fashion runway that's um, there. Yeah. And that was a pretty spectacular moment. And I just thought I caught myself kind of looking at you going, wow, this must be pretty cool. Yeah. I loved, I think I went to Uluru like five times. Like I loved it. It was so much fun. It didn't feel like work. You know, I got to hang out with the local kids and, you know, see these beautiful designs. Like, you know, we're getting, you know, outfits from all over the country to come, you know, to come to Uluru to be in this runway, which I think is pretty special. And, um, yeah, it was nice that, you know, they, they invited me along or wanted me to come along to, I guess, mentor the kids. I say mentor, but... We just hung out and we just had fun and, you know, told me about their families and where they're from and things like that. So, yeah, it was really nice. And that mentoring role model piece, how seriously do you take that? How much pressure is that on you? I don't think it's pressure. Like when I was younger, when I say younger, I mean like early 20s, you know, 19, 20. Um, that, I think that's when I first heard someone say that I was like a role model, which was really great. But I'm like, I'm only 19. Like I'm the same age as, you know, these not even kids, but, you know, I guess young adults. But um, I felt it felt more pressure because I'm like, I'm not, I didn't feel old enough to be a role model. You know what I mean? I'm, you know, we're the same age. But I think now that I'm older, I like that I'm a role model and, you know, that I can inspire somebody, um, you know. It's just, you know, I didn't think that would ever happen. I just thought, you know, I just want to be a model. I didn't think I'd be lucky enough to be a role model. So, yeah, I think it's really nice. And I think being a role model can be any age. I yeah. think younger people are inspiring all the time and I want to be mm. like them and, and yeah. use their outlook on the world. So um, I, I think I was think... just really shy. So I was like, I don't really have much to say. I don't, I don't talk much in general. <laughs> I think we're all just kind of finding our voice in our yeah. early 20s. Um, is there an, a favourite Indigenous designer of yours? There is a favourite Indigenous designer. I can't remember her name, but I'm going to go have a look. I yep, on we're just reaching into the handbag, pulling out phone at the moment. Her name is... She made... Um, oh, what? Oh, I sat next to this girl at the NAIDOC ball. I can't remember her name, but I follow her as well. Ooh. Um, oh, what is it? I can't, oh. Thank goodness for social media. Um, this Colleen... I don't know what I like. Colleen Johnson? Colleen Johnson, okay. Yes, and I'll show you this dress that she made for this this girl. And she won, she actually won an award. Hmm. Searching. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, guys. No, all look. good. We can show this online as well. Oh, beautiful. Yes. Lovely. And she won an award on, Chantelle Thompson won the award and she was sitting next to me at the NAIDOC ball. Oh, there you go. So yes. next to one of the winners. All yeah. right. No, that's good to know. So you're obviously on social media a fair yes. bit, following what's going on. Yeah. What do you love about social media and what do you hate about it? Well, I love that, you know, well, you can follow all these amazing designers and, you know, keep up to date with what they're doing or their new brands or designs and things like that. Um, and, you know, you can have sticky beak, what people are doing. <laughs> um, that's what I like as well. And what I don't like is... Everybody has an opinion on social media, everyone. And, you know, some, most of them are really good, but some you're like, would you really, like, do you really need to write that? Like, if you don't like something, didn't, didn't your mum teach you, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all? Your mum is right again. Goodness, <laughs> I wish we could meet her. <laughs> so many good lessons there. Um, 
What is something that you can't live without? My phone. As I've, as I've got it in my hand. It's <laughs> <laughs> a bit of an umbilical cord, yes. but yeah, we're also connected to our phones. Yep. I think I would have the exact same answer. Um, and tell us a little bit about what's coming up next for you. What's coming up next? Let me have a think. I spoke to my agent today and I've got a few different uh, events that I'm going to um, in the next few, next few weeks. I'm actually going to Derby Day in Melbourne, so that'll be exciting. Um, what else do I have? I have a swimwear shoot coming up, so that'll be – I have to make sure I stay in the gym. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> no more cold rock. Um, and also, well, it's my mum's 60th next month, so I'm planning that. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah, so, um, so you're a bit of a, an event planner on the side for the family. Oh, I'm trying. I'm, I don't know how good I'll be, but I'll give it a go. Look, we can help. Just let us know. Yeah. Any tips? <laughs> um, I'm sure everyone on social media will give you some tips along the way too. <laughs> um, and so it's such a varied lifestyle um, that you get to obviously a, a swim shoot one day, um, events on other days. Mm-hmm. What's something that you haven't done yet that you definitely want to do in the future? In modelling or in, in my career? Both. Okay. Um, I want to make, I want to have a brand of some sort. So I really love makeup, but I do like skincare. I'm not sure. Just something along those lines. I don't want to do like, you know, a a lot of people have done swimwear or lingerie. I don't want to do that. I want to, you know, I I would love to do makeup. Um, You know, I love makeup and I would love to make it um, for everybody to feel like they've got the high end makeup, but at an affordable price. So that's what I would like to do. Have you started taking steps towards building this brand and business? Not yet. I'm like, I'm still working. So I'm very fortunate to still keep working, but I think... I think maybe when I'm 30 or so, yeah, maybe 30, start kind of looking into it a bit more seriously. But at least I know what I want to do. There's been years where I was like, oh, I want to have a brand, but I don't know what I want. So, yeah. Um, and that's important because you are representing lots of brands all the time. Yeah. And they're borrowing your image. Yeah. Um, so using brands um, and creating a brand for yourself and what yeah. you believe in. And um, I want to create a brand that I absolutely love, not just stick my name on something and be like, oh, yeah, it's all right. Like I actually want to be really passionate about it and really love what I'm doing. And you are an ambassador for a, a few organisations and you have been over time. Um, how do you pick those that you support? Um, it's really tough because, you know, I feel like all, you know, most organisations are, you know, are great and they're doing good things, but it's really, I don't know how I pick them. Like I'm an ambassador for World Vision because, well, I didn't realise that World Vision go to um, Indigenous communities and help them out. They've been doing it for 40, 45 years which I think is amazing. But to be on board and I got to go out to these remote communities with my mum, again, talking about mum, um, and see firsthand what World Vision are doing and they're doing really great things. They're not telling them what they need. They're asking them what are the tools they need. So I think that's great because, you know, they've been told, you know, we've been told what we need before and it didn't work. So I think that's really great. And I love working with kids. Like any charities, um, when it has something to do with kids, that, you know, I'm always on board because... Yeah, I just, I love kids and I love trying to inspire them or help them and yeah. Um, and kids in the future maybe? Kids in the future, not in not in the near future, but kids in the future one day. And you grew up with your, did you say it was a niece? Yes. When, so you would have been auntie at a young age, Reese. Yes. Um, How old were you? My niece, I would have been, oh, would have been like thir- 13. Okay. But I've got an older brother and I was auntie at like seven. Yes, I was an auntie at eight. So that's kind of familiar in Aboriginal communities, yeah. isn't it? It's like I'm closer in age to my eldest nephew than I am to my sister. So it's yes. just the family's so close yeah. and so together. My little brother is 
an uncle to my or our nephew that's older than my little brother. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure everyone's following us. Yeah. <laughs> it's always hard. But it's um isn't it lovely having family that's so close and yeah. so different so many different age groups and um kind of interests and it's yeah. just lovely being a part of a big family. Yeah, no it is. Um, and in terms of the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander community, um, you're obviously a great role model in our space and do a lot of work, um, as you said, with World Vision and with kids, etc. Has there ever been a negative side and, and experiencing kind of racism in the space and having to push against some of those barriers over time? Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, again, online, you know, there's all these stupid people online that think they have a voice. Um, you know, I've been called... Um, something along the lines I've been called like a monkey or things like that really um and my husband gets so upset obviously I do too but um I've been told I'm the token black model and I'm like all right what what do you look like like what 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 have you done but um there's yeah it's not nice and yeah that's really what makes me upset the most yeah the token black model or I've had um someone on social media actually another indigenous person say to me um your culture hates you Right. Like, yeah, he's, he was like, um, you think you're better than everybody, your culture hates you. And I was like, that that was that line, your culture hates you, was probably one of the worst things that someone's ever said to me. And especially being from, you know, your own people, you're like, you'd be, I think you'd be a little bit more supportive or, you know, happy or something. Yeah. Um, they, that, I imagine that would be one of the toughest things. I think everyone yeah. online and bullying, um, yeah. but when you have a profile and people, you know, are a bit of keyboard worries yeah. and kind of say that things, and I think you have a pretty even head about it, mm. um, try and ignore the negative yeah, exactly. and you know it's obviously that's it's one person out of you know a lot, a lot of I'm not, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna try and pick the number but I would, hopefully a lot yeah yes no um we follow you online and <laughs> you know um see a lot of the fabulous things and the positive you know vibes yeah. that you're putting out there into the world any great advice that you would like to give any of our listeners maybe to some of the younger audience mm-hmm. um not necessarily about modeling yep. but just just um, advice how, in general yeah um just about I don't, I don't know like what kind of advice how they can um I suppose from the positivity angle so yep. what can you do every day and yep. um, what are some of the tips that you can share that allow you to live your best life that yep. other people might learn from um what I do every day I just think you know I think sometimes let's say I'm having a crappy day and or you know feeling a bit sick or just having a bad day just I think of things that I'm thankful for or things I'm, I'm grateful for in my life um you know I'm grateful that I'm healthy that you know I've got a loving family like just I just pick a few things because you know sometimes you dwell on you know such petty little things in life and if you think of the, the a few key positive things it'll just brighten your day and you know, just keep thinking positive thoughts because let's say you're having a bad day and you feel crappy, there's always someone out there that's worse off than you. And that's not that's not a nice thing to think, but, you know, if you're dwelling on something minute, there is someone out there that, you know, can't, you know there are kids that are in hospital that don't even get a chance to live their life. So, you know, you shouldn't be complaining about yours. Yes, grateful is definitely one of them. Yes. How do you stay motivated? How do I stay motivated? Again, just, you know thinking of things that I'm grateful for or, um, you know, I think of things that I want to do with my career and, yeah, I just I just don't want to be bored and I just want to keep going. I love my job and, yeah. More of the same. Yeah, more of the same. Keep it coming. Well, at The Real, we are grateful to you. Thank, Thank you. you so much, Samantha Harris, for joining us and I hope everyone enjoyed some of the tips <laughs> yeah. um, on not only to be a great model but how to live a great life. Yeah, no, hopefully. Thank you for joining us. Thanks, guys. <laughs>
You've been listening to The Real podcast series. The Real is an Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander digital media platform produced by 33 Creative. This episode was recorded in Sydney on Gadigal Country. Produced by Jake Keane and Marguerite Barbara. Music production by Jimbler. For more stories and podcasts, visit the-real.com.au forward slash podcast.